Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome back to India on 99.94 Cricket Every Day. I'm Nikesh Raghani, your host as always, and my co-host, Sarah Waris of Wisden. Just remember that uh, India on 99.94 is your home for India content and will be dropping into your podcast feed on YouTube and on the 99.94 app several times a week. So thank you for joining Cricket's Conversation. And Sarah, this week, or this episode rather, uh, we're not going to discuss three, four topics. We're going to discuss one and we're going to do a bit of a special today on Harman Kaur, the maestro. And she really is that maestro, isn't she? Uh, particularly as ODI captain, uh, she's unbelievable. Brought up yet another century against England. Series winning captain as well in England. India winning the ODI series uh, for the first time since 1999 on English soil as well. Uh, Harman Preet Kaur, just, just brilliant, isn't she? Yeah, and she's the captain now. This is her team and she's just stamping her, you know, mark in such brilliant fashion. And with Smriti Mandana, like both of them, they are the face of Indian cricket. And yeah, Harman Preet Kaur, just brilliant. One word. Absolutely. And yeah. as, a, as a captain as well, because look, it's, it's not easy shoes to step into. Uh, Mithali Raj had that position for so long, not just as the captain of the ODI side, um, when she obviously gave up the T20 captaincy a, a little while back, um, but she carried on in ODIs, which is the, the premier format, I suppose, for women's cricketers. They don't play an awful lot of test matches, particularly India as well. So ODIs, that that is the, the sort of main format, what everybody is kind of judged on in the history of women's cricket. Um, and not only as a captain, Mithali Raj had success, but as a player, I mean, she's right up there with the very best the game has ever produced, if not the best in women's cricket of all time, you know, holds so many records. And for Harman Preet to step into those shoes, not only as a captain, uh, but also as the premier batter or one of the premier batters, we'll we'll come to Smithy and, and others in a moment, but not easy shoes to fill, but she's taken it all in her stride and, and she's done fabulously well. As a as a leader, first and foremost. Yeah, uh, and she is that big match player. Just uh, you know, uh, go back to the Commonwealth Games, uh, the medal uh, ceremony. Uh, Indian team wa- uh, won the silver, and they all had a smile on their face. They had just lost the final. No harm. You smile after winning silver. It's a very big accomplishment uh, for all the odds. But Harman Preet, you know that image of Harman Preet just standing there on the podium, not a single, uh, not a smile on her face. Just you know, she looked sad, and you could figure out that you know it really affected her. And that is what a captain should be like. A loss should affect them, and it really showed that it affected her. And Probably after that, you know, she was determined to even come back stronger because possibly, you know, women's IPL also. The women's cricket um, 
the future of women's cricket so to say is like in the next few years it's going to be uh developed even further so that loss you know she would could have understood the intensity of that loss even more not only immediately but you know that win could have uh, helped further women women's cricket even more so you know just overall um yeah uh, harman prekor seems sad and you know that's just the kind of captain you want in your uh, team See, I like that from her. I didn't like it from the rest of the Indian players who were celebrating winning the silver. And and you're right, on its own, it's a great achievement. And in any Commonwealth Games, Olympics, World Athletics Championship, whatever it might be, all those events where you can win gold, silver or bronze, to come on the podium is a massive achievement and should be celebrated. Of course, you know, if Usain Bolt was to ever win a bronze, he might not be so happy because of the high standards he set. But, you know, you you kind of expect people to be happy for winning any kind of medal in most sports. And cricket is no different in a way, but that should have been reflected perhaps afterwards, after they'd gone back, reflected on the tournament, and then sort of thought about the achievement. Okay, we've won a silver. That That is a great achievement for mm-hmm. us. But on the day... When, you know, cricket is a different sport, you, you know, 20 overs per side, it's a long thing. It's not like a 20-second a race on the athletics track or anything like that. You've you've put in all that hard graft. You've just lost a game of cricket that you should have won as well. It's different to athletics. It's different to track and field. It's different to swimming. It's, you know, it, it, I just expected a bit more, yeah. not even more sadness, but just less celebrating really in that moment. I don't think that really set the best example. But you're right, Harman Preet didn't have much emotion. And, and that's, I like to see that because there's that hunger to win and to be the best. And it's kind of, I suppose, a trait that we've seen in her over the years, haven't we? She made her debut way back in 2009. Uh, and I suppose, look, those who followed Indian women's cricket and just women's cricket around the world would have been aware of this player who is being talked about as having a great deal of potential. But it wasn't really until the 2017 ODI World Cup that women's cricket became this big global phenomenon that hopefully it will become even bigger and bigger now. But um, it, it wasn't really on the global stage in the same way. And everybody just remembers her for that innings in that semi-final against that Australian side as well. 171, smashing everyone to pieces. What an innings that was. And and I suppose that announced herself not on the world stage because she'd been playing for a few years already, a significant amount of time, eight years. Um, But just as a big game player and as somebody who is right up there on her day as, as the very best in the world and and really she hasn't looked back since then she's she's gone up to a different level but people do like to remember that one innings don't they a lot yeah. of people don't watch a lot of women's cricket they might just see the big games the big tournaments and there's there's always a level of expectancy from her in particular after that innings isn't there yeah and not without reason like she has proven to be a big match player uh, she scored five ODI hundreds of which three have come against either England or Australia uh, Australia obviously one of um, the best all-time sides and England right up there uh, 
one of her hundreds was in the ODI World Cup this year. She has another T20I hundred, which came in the 2018 T20 World Cup against in uh, against New Zealand after you know the top order had been dismissed cheaply, and then she came in and just uh, was at her very best. Uh, she had a slump, uh, uh, like from 2019-2021, like was not her best years but in 2022 she's just reinvented herself and you know probably it's because she realized now she would have known that Mithal it would be Mithali's uh, final year or that she would be retiring soon enough so probably you know she understood that the responsibility has to come to her and she has to take on more responsibility so you know she's just that kind of player who loves responsibility and that is why she's such a good captain also there are some players in a previous episode we spoke about how captaincy changes players it probably got the best of uh, Virat Kohli now it's getting the best of Harman Kaur. you know both are very similar kind of players aggressive they don't hold back on the field uh and yeah like uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there are more such knocks going forward from her Absolutely. And we'll talk about her raising her game as a captain in just a second. Uh, But just before we do, you're listening to Cricket's Conversation here on 99.94. Whatever your team, we've got the show for you, whether it be on podcast, on YouTube or on the 99.94 app. We've got at the moment England, India, of course, uh, South Africa, West Indies and now Sri Lanka covered. If you want to find us, the best way to follow us is via social media. Just search for 9994DM. You can download the 99.94 app as well. Just Google 99.94 podcast and uh, you will find us. We speak cricket and we'll be here several times every single week. And uh, Harman Preet's record then as captain. Let's just have a look at that in ODIs. In let, let's, let's look at just ODIs in 2022. Innings 15. 750 runs, 143, obviously the highest score, uh, which she got the other day against England. Four, last 43 runs coming from just 11 mm. deliveries as well. Her average this year in ODIs is 62.5. Strike rate as well, right up there, 90.25, 550s and 200s. And that is just outstanding, whoever you are, uh, whether you're... you're a legend in the game, whether you're an up-and-coming player, whatever it is, those are just outstanding figures from Harman Breit uh, in 2022. And then when you look at it as uh, as a captain as well, nine innings, 581 runs, 116 average. Mm. Strike rate drops a little bit to 85, but we'll, we'll allow her that. It's still very, very good uh, in ODIs. 350s to, and, and those 200s as well, both coming as captain as well. It's just... It just goes to show that some people thrive on that responsibility of of being the leader of the side and, and a lot is expected of them both as a leader and as a batter as well. And and she has delivered just like, as you said before, Virat Kohli, when he was uh, first installed as captain and, and was scoring runs for fun, it seemed to elevate his game. There are those cricketers who who do that. I suppose the only concern is that, like we saw with Kohli, I mean, Kohli was more consistent through his whole reign, really, as captain. But you've seen it with other captains in the past. I mean, Joe Root comes to mind as as somebody who racked up the runs as captain, but then his captaincy and the team was affected 
in terms of a tactical standpoint and all that kind of stuff when he was the England men's captain. Uh, we've seen it with various others in the past as well, where they might have started their captaincy well in terms of being a captain, but also in terms of scoring runs, but then it kind of fizzles off. There's that in football, we call it the new manager bounce when a new manager comes in and everybody's buzzing. It's like that in cricket when a new captain comes in, everybody's buzzing. Everybody wants to play for this new captain. It's exciting. It's new. It's fresh. The captain herself will raise her game with that feel good factor around the team. But I suppose that that is the honeymoon period. Can that honeymoon period last longer? And have you seen enough? I suppose is the question. Have you seen enough from Herman Brick Corps? to suggest that this is not just a honeymoon period and and she will go on and and carry on in this vein. I really hope so. You know, she's 33 now. She's seen a lot of cricket. She's been around for more than uh, 10 years now. Um, And I just hope that probably there's a sense of maturity in her game right now. Uh, And she understands her responsibilities more with no Mithali Raj in the middle order. I think she's now started to understand that, uh, yeah, openers, Shifali is not the most consistent opener right now. Uh, Mandana is there, but then after that, you know, uh, the middle order is not the strongest. And so she has to take on the responsibility. I think, uh, you know, especially Mithali's departure has kind of brought in that sense of responsibility and maturity uh, in her. And it's really good to see. And, you know, she's not, uh, yeah, she's in her 30s now. And probably, you know, she understands how her game works and what uh, what position suits her the best. At number four, I, uh, a few episodes earlier, we were talking about, you know, whether she should be the finisher or uh, bat up the order. I think number four is a perfect spot for her. Uh, as captain also, you know, she can just take on that responsibility and uh, anchor the innings. And she al- she is also the kind of player who needs some time to get in. And then, like, she scores those big runs. Uh, you said 43 and 11. She took around 64 uh, balls to get her first 50. And then after that, you know, it was j- like once she got her eye in, she just uh, went after the attack. The only, uh, like, issue which I might find going forward is, you know, how she copes with the cap uh, coach, Ramesh Pawar, is he the best coach? And you know how the BCCI overall, how what the selectors are thinking. I think that's going to be a bigger challenge, not her own game. Uh, yeah, like, you know, the external factors, the BCCI, the president and everything, the selectors and what kind of team she's provided with. I think that's going to be a bigger uh, challenge for her than her own form because I think she's at that stage where she knows what she wants, uh, where she knows what she has to do to, you know, uh, just be consistent. What what do you you feel her strengths are then, having said that, as as a captain and and maybe weaknesses as well, things she needs to work on? Is there anything in particular to start with you, you think she's really good at as a captain? Yeah, uh, just that energy which she brings onto the field. Uh, Veda Krishnamurti, during one of the analysis shows uh, during the Commonwealth Games, she just spoke about the differences in captaincy between her, uh, Mithali and Hanuman Preet. And she spoke that uh, Mithali Raj had a very calm, like she was calm. And so the team overall was little calm also, which 
could have uh, you know had a negative uh, impact on the team like in pressure situations you needed the team to be a little fired up and maybe mithali you know she was a relatively calm person so uh, you know that sort of a why probably the team they were also relatively calm that way and with harmanpreet now she is that fired up person and she knows how to fire up a player that that's more important and she's leading from the front also you know just not the hundreds the big hundreds and you know which just decimates the opposition and i think that's what she's telling her players also you know just just go and kill the opposition so to say and uh, the only negative which i can find is you know we spoke about this earlier also that you know her controlling her emotions sometimes that emotions she takes out on uh, the umpires and all you you've seen her from a closer there, yeah. yeah so <laughs> you will be able to shed light on that better yeah yeah i mean i suppose it's it's basically her biggest strength is almost her biggest weakness as well yeah. the passion and everything and there's a line to be drawn isn't there in you know you can't overstep that line and start you know shouting at umpires and and things like that when things aren't ultimately look she did that in that first t20 against england i was there i saw it from close quarters it was quite ugly um smithy mandana had to come in and calm things down and she she did that really well and i think that partnership might work between the two as well mm. because one is a lot more fired up than the other the other is a bit more sensible level headed in some ways so that they can bounce off each other and it'd be a good partnership as captain and vice captain going forward but yeah it's i i like to see that passion and you know as long as it doesn't cross those lines it's great it reminds me of virat kohli it reminds me of sourav ganguly it it's just you know completely the opposite as you say to what mithali raj was and mithali raj tactically astute you know she she knew the game inside out she she almost led by example in terms of look i'm the best batter the india's ever seen you know i'm just going to show you all how it should be done and i want you all to follow me in that vein and she wasn't much of a talker really you saw that even when india were taking wickets and there were celebrations of course and smiles from mithali but she wasn't always yeah. there in in the middle of those huddles jeeing her troops up and and it was always left to somebody else and she almost felt at some points towards the end of her career and i don't know how much this has got to do with personal relationships or anything like that hopefully nothing but she was almost a little bit of an outsider at times when wickets were being celebrated and you know you'd expect the captain to be at front and center of that and that is what harman preet is good at tactically i think there's there's a little way to go obviously she's she's learning she's been on the international scene for a while but as a captain particularly in odi is very young and needs to needs to just find exactly what works for this combination of players but look i think they'll get there it's a great victory uh, to win an odi series in england against okay not their strongest side they've got a couple of key players missing but still a very very mm. strong side and you know one of the best in the world in in all formats so uh, you know well done to to india's girls and congratulations and hopefully they can make it a clean sweep as well and uh, go home yeah. with a 3-0 that'd be a great way to to end the summer for them just before mm. We carry on. Uh, if you love the language of cricket and you want more, then head over to the 99.94 app and you can hear all of our podcasts and our cricket commentary. We're adding new shows all the time, so stay tuned. 
and uh, be the first to hear all our announcements by following us on social media. Just search for 9994DM. Welcome to Cricket's Conversation. So Mithali Raj, we, we talked about the, the comparisons there as a captain. Let's talk about the comparisons as a batter as well. Mithali was in a different league completely, but from a different time as well. So we've got to bear all those things in mind. It's it's never easy to compare compare players from different eras because you know things are just different, right? ODI cricket when Sachin played is different to when Virat has played his career. You know, it's it's very very different. Yeah, there was a slight overlap, but it's completely unrecognizable to the 90s for example. And and the same with the women's game as well. It's come on so much in the last few years and Mithali was accused of not being able to necessarily keep up with the pace of the modern game in her latter years. Hamranpreet and, and Smriti, particularly Smriti in, in T20s, but even in ODIs as well, they take it to a different level completely. Is uh, Are we are we being foolish to talk about Hamranpreet and, and even Smriti in the same vein as Mithali Raj yet? Because, you know, as you said, Hamranpreet's 33. She's not young is it is it unfair to compare the two or or are we within our rights um i don't think it's really unfair we need to understand you know that uh, what harmanpreet smriti are doing is obviously very different to what mithali did mithali played at a time when no one really cared about women's cricket like no one knew when a world cup was or no one knew anything and despite that she kept playing despite BCCI, they still don't care. So you can imagine back then in early 2000s, what the attitude of the BCCI would have been towards women cricketers. Despite that, you know, to achieve what she did and go on to become the greatest uh, is like no one can come close to that and do what she did for so long. With Smriti and Harmanpreet, I just think it's different because now they are in the social media er- uh, era. They are in that uh, uh, where there's more media, there's more public eye and they are the faces of the media now. So, you know, their roles have completely changed. Uh, when the uh, new Indian jersey was unveiled there was Harman Preet Kaur there along with Rohit Sharma so you know that the photo looked photoshopped terribly uh, but yeah you know just well they're not in the yeah, same place are yeah. they? so we'll forgive them for that um, and but it's it was kind uh, of, Renuka Singh um, yeah. Harman Preet and was it Shafali I think yeah. the three I think yeah, women's Shafali. cricketers yeah also very weird that Harman Preet Kaur was wearing the three-star jersey you know which was obviously the men's jersey so uh, yeah, even in the poster, they couldn't have their own jersey. But yeah, like okay, they made we'll three fo- three major world finals. Though maybe that's the, that's what yeah, the probably. <laughs> but no, no, it's yeah, not. uh, you, but uh, other than that, other than that, we'll ignore that. But uh, yeah, you know, they have a different role to play now, and uh, going forward. Uh, they are going to be the faces of Indian women's cricket. Mithali Raj wasn't really the face, if you know, like, you know what I mean. Like, there were no posters for announcing women cricket matches or a series and all. And they are the ones who are going to attract crowds to the stadiums. Like, oh my God, I'm going to see Mandana bat. I'm going to see Hanuman Preet bat. Shifali almost has that kind of... Uh, 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 status now she obviously she has to get more consistent so the times are very different 
बट या इट्स वेरी एक्साइटिंग टाइम्स फॉर टू बी अ वुमेन्स क्रिकेट सपोर्टर नाउ एंड आई जस्ट होप दैट द आई पी एल यू नो इट्स बीन अनाउंसड ये गाउंडी सेट दैट दे आर लुकिंग एट इट टू लॉन्च नेक्स्ट ईयर आई जस्ट होप यू नो दैट जस्ट टेक्स इंडियन क्रिकेट टू न्यूअर हाइट्स एंड Right so what we understand then let's let's talk about the the women's IPL then nicely to move on from from three of the greatest Harman Preet Smithy and of course Mithali Raj in that conversation Mithali look she's going to miss out on the women's IPL and that is sad Julan Goswami well she's going to retire from international cricket is she going to play a season of of women's IPL maybe maybe somebody could twist her arm and get her involved in some way in in one of the teams as a sort of player slash mentor maybe even uh, she can still do it as a player by the way she's she's absolutely brilliant um, and she probably got on till well into her 40s if she wanted to but i suppose you know the body tells you it's time to retire and it's fair enough but look julan and mitalia are not going to see the fruits of women's ipl for years to come and that is sad it's taken them this long the good news is that it looks as though it's it's finally going to happen is there's been a lot of pressure from the women's players themselves i know jemmy rodrigues has been speaking about it quite openly for for quite some time she's been you know giving interviews and and talking about this quite openly when a lot of the the women's cricketers in the past have been afraid to really speak out against the bcci but you know she's she's called for the women's ipl numerous times as have others within that squad Um so what we understand is that it's going to take place this is the information that I've got um and I hope it's correct 5th to the 23rd of March they're going to have six teams which they've already mentioned they they've talked about that for quite some time initially they're sort of garnering interest from the current franchises involved in the men's IPL um so you know you, you might see a punjab queens team or so you know i i don't know it whatever it might be it be hopefully the current franchises six of them will be interested uh, to start with uh, i i wonder what happens if all 10 are interested in having a women's team do they just have then 10 teams because and, and maybe have five overseas players if they feel the quality is not high enough from the indian pool that that'll be interesting as well and we understand that several high profile players from around the world international players have already been signed up by the BCCI to some sort of central contracts as well. Deandra Dottin's name has been mentioned as as one that has signed up and there are several others as well that we understand. So it looks as though it's happening, which is great. It's going to happen you would imagine you can't imagine the men's IPL starting that early so there's not going to be any overlap so it'll be before the men's tournament starts which how do you feel about that first and foremost? I mean it's good that it's getting its own Yeah. Complete separate window and we'll put everything into the women's IPL during this window, but do you think that would affect maybe the attendances and the interest around the women's IPL because if they were to have double headers like they do in the 100 in England, would that be better? Have the women's game in the day and the men's game in the evening and you just sell the one ticket for for the whole day and maybe some people do then come for both matches and and there's more interest that way. Do you think that would be better? um i think having a separate one is better uh you know the ipl is held at 7:38 pm because uh, there a lot of people won't be attending 
the matches when it's during the day time because of office and there are the commitments and IPL is just that so to you know uh be be there out after a long day's work so uh i don't think you know having a women's match at 3 pm in the afternoon on a tuesday or a monday would have actually made a lot of sense uh there wouldn't have been a lot of attendance that way um yeah so i, I i'm not complaining about the uh, you know the lone event because uh, it kind of just again shows that the bcci okay they are interested they just don't want to piggy bank on uh, piggy back on the men's team and the men's ipl and just you know make women's ipl uh, all about the men's ipl so to say that's what has, has been happening in the last few seasons the men's t uh, women's t20 challenge just a farcical small tournament with the uh, men's playoffs to follow and that was always the bigger charm you know the men's uh, men's uh, semi final or the final will follow so yeah the women's matches always sort of lost out uh, their uh, you know that charm i suppose the so, argument yeah. that the big bash and you know the big bash have done it for many years of course and yeah they they have sometimes had a separate window for the WBBL as well but the the initial thought process around it when it first came about was to have those double headers and and you know you you've got to be honest about it the men's game is the more popular product by far and that's maybe a good way the organizers might think of of getting people into the women's game and and watching it if they're kind of on at the at the same time or at least on the same day um but i i get your argument as well because unlike australia unlike england with the 100 there's no that's that's not when the summer holidays are for for, for india so you mm-hmm. know school holidays and things which is what is the case in australia and is the case in england as well which is why holding the matches in the day helps get in kids and and all that kind of stuff um to come and watch so yeah very different i i i think it will work well in a separate window as well if if they if they do it in the same way as they do the men's ipl and it's all evening i think that will work well yeah especially if there are you know ipl teams involved also uh, even if we are not really we re- don't really know which player is playing initially not everyone might know the entire se- uh, squad and the setup and uh, and that's all right but you know just uh, if i know uh, kolkata night riders women's team are playing um I might still go and watch because it's KKR after all. I've I have an allegiance with the team since two thousand eight. So, oh uh, yeah, even if um, I don't know half of the players in the side, I'll still go and watch. And that's why um, I'm really happy that IPL teams are, uh, you know, they want to come on board. And yeah, personally, I would want a KKR women's team also. That they have been involved in the women's CPL uh, and. in the past also the kkr team they've had uh, these women academies and women cricketers have come and attended the academy so I, yeah personally i would hope the uh, kkr is there rajasthan ceo had confirmed to me that they are interested so yeah rajasthan will also be there and look every yeah. everyone i i think everyone's going to be interested i think mm-hmm. all 10 franchises are going to be interested and i think it's going to be difficult to keep it to 6 they might have to keep it to 6 just for logistical reasons or whatever it might be 
um, or because they've already planned the window, they've planned yeah. X amount of fixtures and all that. So it might have to, it, it, I think they'll, they might end up going, they, there might be a bidding war in the end because you look at it now and, and these IPL owners, you, you might think, all right, women's cricket is not as popular in India and your average, you know, cricket fan might not care about it as much as they do the men's team and, or, you know, women's cricket is more popular in other parts of the world by far and it's lagging behind in India, whatever you might think. As far as the franchise owners are concerned, they just want to buy up as many teams <laughs> anywhere in the world, yeah. any gender as possible, don't they? Because you, you look at the South Africa League, you look at the UAE League, you look at the CPL, the women's CPL and all that. They just want to buy everything. They just want to create this brand yeah. of you know, KKR, so the Knight Riders franchise all around the world or the Royals or, you know, Mumbai. I, I don't quite get the Mumbai Indians thing because it's MI, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's like basically Mumbai Indians, Cape Town. Yeah. I don't know why they called themselves Indians in the first place because it doesn't make sense to me when you're playing in an Indian league um, against other Indian teams. But anyway, so they, they just want to create that whole brand for themselves around the world. And this is another great way to do it. Uh, with getting a women's team on board. So I think there will be a lot more interest than just six of the current 10 franchises. And that might mean that they do expand it in years to come as well, which again would be great uh, to just have it completely in sync with however many men's teams you have. You have the same amount of women's teams. You might have a different window, but same format and and off you go. So we'll we'll keep an eye on all that. And we'll uh, keep an eye out for any official announcements from the BCCI. But that's what we understand at Once, the moment. Yeah. One second before we wrap up, I just have uh, like, uh, I just wanted to talk about, you know, during the match, Harman Preet Kaur is 143. Uh, the last two overs of the match, just, you know, this is talking about the overall attitude towards women's cricket and the IPL is announced and everything, but till you know you go to the route and you change this attitude not a lot is going to change so the woman's uh the second odi when hanuman preet was uh like obviously that knock uh sony cut off the telecast for the last two overs so no one in india who had sony live the app they could see the last two overs of Harman Preet Kaur batting. And it wasn't an error, which, you know, they, uh, like, so what was running on the screen instead was this tele, uh, uh, this broadcast has stopped. Please stay uh, updated for, uh, yeah, please stay tuned in for more updates. So, uh, and it wasn't, you know, just a one second glitch or something. It was there nonstop till England's innings began, which was almost 40, 45 minutes away. And it's just bizarre. It's like you are showing the women's match. Harman Preet Kaur is playing an innings of a lifetime. And here, no one can see the last two overs. And it's just... Yeah, we can speak about the women's IPL, we can speak about the jerseys and we can speak about everything. But, you know, yeah, even the jersey, you know, why are you making the women's team wear a jersey with the three stars? It can be ignored, but then, you know, it's these small, small issues which, you know, if you notice these small issues, that shows where the bigger problem lies. It's like... Uh, yeah. Well, look, no no one... It just seems the attitude still, still isn't right. Yeah from the vast majority of people over there. I mean, it, from Sony's point of view, basically 
I, I don't know this for sure. I don't know the timings of the last two overs. I can't remember, but it could have been the case that mm. the overs that England were bowling went over time and that was their slot to cut. And nobody was basically keeping an eye on the game from inside the TV gallery yeah. or, or wherever they do the the control room. Nobody was keeping an eye on it. They just put it on a timer. This is when the overs are meant to end. This is when the innings are meant to end. We just cut and that's it. I mean, you, you can't do that in modern day cricket. I mean, the, the one saving grace for Indian cricket fans is, is that unlike Kapil Dev's 175 at Tunbridge Wells mm-hmm. in 1983, this was recorded. There were television cameras there. You will be able to find it, I'm sure, online uh, given some time as well. So, you know, that that's the, I suppose, the silver lining, but they must have been gutted, people watching that. Yeah. And just all of a sudden it just cuts off for the last two overs. Ridiculous. And... You know, this is a com- big company like Sony uh, doing that. You mentioned they don't show the toss. For, they didn't show the mid well innings. In women's cricket. Yeah, they don't mid innings. There was nothing in the mid innings uh, throughout. You know, all they've got so, to all they've yeah. got to do is take the feed from from Sky mm. Sports. That's all they yeah. have to do. They don't have to do anything else. I remember watching the India South Africa series, and all I was getting where I was watching was a feed of Super Sport in South Africa. And including all their mid innings, everything, and some of it wasn't relevant to me or to an Indian audience. Didn't matter. Mm. That's all you've got to do. At least you get to see everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, it's ridiculous. And that's asking for too much. If you're not showing the match, like the last two overs of the match, then asking for a mid innings is like yeah, too much. So it's, it saves them time showing. <laughs> what what are they showing mid innings like men's highlights? Men's, from yeah, sixteen years just ago, just a or men's highlights or something. Yeah, yeah, which you know is fine if there's nothing else on. But <laughs> even if you don't, what I'm saying is, even if they don't want to have their own studio, they don't want to pay people to host and and to guest and and to you know hold that forty five minutes in the middle and do the start and the end and all that. Just take the world feed. That's yeah. all we're asking. Take the world feet. It's as simple as that. You don't have to time it out or anything. You know what the schedule is for the world. You just take that world until they're off air. You don't come off air. It's just stupid. And yeah, those attitudes need to change. But who knows? Maybe the women's IPL is is the catalyst for change as far as that is concerned. Once all these idiots, and that's what a lot of them are, see how good the product is and and buy into it a little bit more because a lot of them still won't watch international women's cricket until it's shoved down their throats in the form of IPL. Maybe a lot of them won't be uh, sold on the prospect, but we wait and see. We'll keep you posted, of course, on any developments regarding the women's IPL. But for now, thank you very much for joining us and see you again next time. Thanks for listening to India on 99.94. Please rate, review and subscribe. You can download the 99.94 app from where you get your apps usually. And you can follow us personally on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Nikesh Raghani and Sarah is at swaris16. We'll put links up for everything we do there on this podcast and beyond. And you can also follow our network at 99.94DM on social media. Remember, if you love cricket, then we are the home of Cricket Audio. Follow us for podcasts and commentary from the bat and ball world. Thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation 99.94. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. 
Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.